Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are, you now, are now listening, listening to... to- Let's talk about NIL. And it's almost like a week ago, the NCAA kind of reestablished some rules. And just to kind of summarize high level, the NCAA basically laid down the law in terms of what you can and cannot do. And a couple of states after that said, oh, yeah, bet. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Because Missouri... Just this past Thursday, they introduced an amendment to a previous to a law they basically instituted a year ago that actually will allow coaches and school officials to become participants in the NIL process. Now, it's kind of similar to what Tennessee is doing. Now, under this law specifically, school officials and coaches are free to interact with NIL collectives in an effort to help the student athlete earn compensation. Furthermore, This legislation actually will protect coaches who actually engage in this, protecting them from the NCAA who reaffirmed their rules a week ago. (sighs) See who wants to jump in on this first. Ike hasn't said a lot. Um, I'm going to let you go first, Ike. Is the NCAA fighting a losing battle against states that are passing their own legislation regarding NIL? Yeah, 100%. 100 percent because they allowed the states to set the playing field to begin with. Um, you know, you have to choose uh, there, there's a, a, a wartime strategy. And I'm not saying that there's a war going on between legislators and um, the NCAA. But, you know, hey, it is definitely um, something that is going to be a contentious battle. You have to choose which battlefield you want to fight on. The NCAA let the legislation choose which play where they wanted to they they picked the battlefield first and now the NCAA is having to come in and fight this battle after we've already engaged in this whole situation so um yeah they are definitely playing catch up and as you're allowing legislation to set the parameters that legislation especially because it is in the hands of states can't be is not going to be uniform unless there is some sort of national legislation that sets the bounds around it and the NCAA has absolutely no power to do that they can lobby for it but they have no power to do it um and because they've chosen to not lead in this area they will always be the trailing they're they're, they're, ne- they're never going to be the lead dog they're always going to be the trailing dog trying to figure out where the slit is going and that's just that's just how it is um and they have no choice but to follow suit and figure out how they can 
stitched parameters around what already exists on this cloth of the emperor. It's, at this point, it's the emperor's new clothes. It's not really cloth. It's just we pretending like it's something out here. And they're trying to uh, throw something up. But yeah, it's, it's terrible at this point. And they, they are definitely losing. Yeah. Uh, Mike, talk about this because you, you were pretty passionate about following the NCAA and how the NCAA can go after people who egregiously violate the rules. But it seems like these schools that may do that will have some protections. This is akin to what happened in California that got this whole thing started, right? One state does something, and to make it equitable for everybody else, you've got to amend the rules. So California pushed the NCAA's hand on compensating athletes. They passed Mm -hmm. a law. You can't have it legal in one state and not legal in other states. Now they're trying to do this. I I disagree with it. I do. I I think that this does violate the spirit of— 100% what this was supposed to be right now you've turned you're turning your university into uh, i don't know what the good term for it is but uh, uh, i mean it, they're semi-pro com- athletes at this point yeah, right you're complaining right. about things being all about money and then you're making a move like this that is really going to make it all about money uh and i just don't i think that it's going to result in a poor product uh for college football I don't think this is a good thing. If this governor had any sense, he would not sign this bill. I, as From what I understand, it's made it through both chambers of their house, right? Like You're talking about for Missouri, right? Missouri, right. Yeah, I think, that that, um, I think it's made it through, and it's on the governor's desk. I mean, it got pretty far. So this is not something that we're talking about in theory. It's They drafted it. I think the governor has to sign it. They're waiting on the governor. Yeah, so it went through all the processes, and the last step is the governor signing it into law. It's it's complete. I I just think I think this is going to be one of those things that potentially destroys college football. And now you're talking about lawsuits that will definitely happen. uh, I think from the NCAA's end, it's just this might be the end of the NCAA. This could be the end of them as a governing body because they're taking away the ability to be able to hold anybody to any rules or standards. This is it. Yeah. This is it. You're taking away any teeth they have to be able to be a governing body in college football. I do not like it. I think that, um, or in, in college sports, I'm all about athletes getting paid. So I don't want anybody to hear that I'm against athletes getting paid, but you know, what you're talking about is the disparity now between the haves and the have-nots is only going to grow. It's only going to grow. So what Lane Kiffin was was complaining about is is, is really going to become a reality now if every state did this. Because if you, as a university, of, of as Texas A&M, for example, they got, they got oil money. They have old money in their alumni base, and not every school has that. So it's a very easy – if you're telling Jimbo Fisher – that he can't actually go talk to those people now. It, it's, it's, oh, he's going to get every kid. And, you know, we know Bama will have no problem with it. I think maybe, you know, Auburn would be able to keep up in this race. There's enough money in our alumni base to keep up in that race. Uh, you know, it's just a few schools. The rich are going to get richer. A few mid-schools will catch up. And if you're one of these schools, if you're like Cincinnati, who just made the playoff, 
I don't know if you survived this. I don't know if there's a chance that you're going to be able to compete because about 15 to 16 schools are going to get all the athletes, all the best athletes. So what Brian talks about when he talks about uh, uh, Saban and Kirby being able to be average on-field managers but still win games because the talent is so overwhelming, that's going to be a reality for a lot of other schools now. Average coaches, but overwhelmingly more talent than the mid-schools who don't have the same money that, 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 that you know some schools have. This is not a good thing. I think that the NCAA, they have only themselves to blame because they waited so long and they left it in the state's hands. And so many times we see this in life where, you know, in one state, this is legal. In the next state, it's not. Right, And it's fair to some and not fair to the others. And, and in this particular situation, because college football is something that crosses state borders. So it doesn't matter that it's just legal in this one state. It's going to affect everybody else. I don't think this is a good idea. Like, I, I, I really don't. My only hope would be is that every other state has enough sense to say this is not a good idea. And if the... Uh, was it Missouri? The Missouri schools benefit from it. So be it. They can't take all the talent. They just can't. And, and who wants to go to Missouri? Right. I mean, because I'm, I'm not knocking Missouri, but for, it didn't seem like a, a real pleasure. I'm not talking about the state. I'm talking about the school as an athlete. Like, who wants to go to Missouri? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just don't. I don't like this. I think this is this is this is silly. And what this is turning into is is going to be really bad for college football. Well, well, before we start dooming and glooming, um, we need to talk about the state of California. Let's let's talk about let's talk about Cali, okay? Let's talk about Cali. So there's a bill, and it hasn't gotten as far as Missouri's, but it's it's Senate Bill 1401, which is named the College Athlete Race and Gender Equity Act. And this would require California schools to share actually 50% of their annual revenues in football and men's and women's basketball with athletes, which is initiating a whole new era of pay for play. And so the way they have framed this is it would be related to athletics in which athletes and and I'm I don't know if you read this Ike but the years that they are a student athlete it's almost like a fund that the the revenues would go into mm-hmm, that they mm-hmm. would earn annually for being yeah. a student athlete basically so it's almost kind of like a a it's almost like a salary when you look at yeah. it that way pretty much um and the money that most of these athletic departments use, I mean, we know they use these to fund their non-revenue producing sports. So the question mm-hmm. come, becomes, if this were to go into place and other states follow, what happens to smaller sports across the country? Other states yeah. will not follow this. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, if it goes into a pot and it's divided equally, that doesn't make a ton of sense. The reason why name, image, and likeness makes sense is because players who have higher earning potential can take advantage of their higher earning potential. Correct. Um, like, we don't want to make this into like this uh, socialist pot 
where it's like, well, I know you are earning more money, but everybody gets to to eat off of your name. That's not fair, right? Like you, you need to allow the players who can earn more to be able to earn more. If they're doing some sort of combination of that, where everybody's getting some sort of minimum and then you can still take advantage of your name, image, and likeness, that makes a little more sense to me so that uh, there aren't players out there who just don't have earning potential who never can see a dime. Um, but yeah, I just don't know, man. I don't, I don't know that this makes a ton of sense in the grand scheme of things. And then once you get over into the space where everybody's getting some sort of stipend that exists, you're essentially an employee. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, then, you know, you're going to have players, you're going to have like a player's union at that point in time. And they're going to have like labor disputes, but like it's, it is definitely going to go wrong. (laughs) It's not, this is, this is, this is. Completely not in the direction that we need to be going with this. The purpose of this was so that athletes could not be exploited and they could take advantage in their collegiate years of the things that other people for decades have been taking advantage of, which is your name, number, likeness gets me money, but you're penalized if you go get a free sandwich. Right, like it's just it's or sell a, right? or sell a jersey or like right, just anything like, that you can sell my jersey, but I can't. Yeah, right. right. It was, it was I make this jersey too. worth money, but you can sell it and make millions, but I can't do that. You can go and and have me come for free, sign a bunch of autographs, and you can resell my autograph, but I can't benefit from that at all. That's crazy, right? Like that's where it was supposed to be. But again, because we've allowed, or the NCAA, not we, because I had no say in this, the NCAA had al- allowed other people to get ahead of this, this, that's where we are. We're in that space because they did not set the bounding box around what was going to be happening here. Uh, I don't know that we wouldn't ultimately get to this place anyway, but I do know that we wouldn't get here this fast had yeah. there been parameters set. It would have been people trying to go around the NCAA because they couldn't have their way as opposed to in the NCAA's negligence and then people basically setting a standard. Now the NCAA is trying to step in and it may be too late in some yeah. cases. Yeah. NIL was about stopping the exploitation of athletes and then turning around and telling those athletes that they cannot go and do the same thing on their own name that you just did to make money. Right. That was right. it. That, that was supposed to be the whole point of this. Now it's become it's not it just I'm not for this guys like you know I I think that what Isaac is saying is is correct um this is not about an open market deciding the worth of something this is about the schools who have money and if I were the school I'm not voting for this I I think that all the money people who they should be lobbying against this actively I mean, the politicians, I, I don't see how anybody thinks this is a, gr- a good idea. And I don't know how pro- I don't know if that bill has gotten as far as the one in Missouri. But I would hope that this one would fail uh, pretty quickly because all it's going to create is it's going to create um, a lot of disparity between, uh, you know, I'm probably going to I'm stepping in some poo here, but I, I'm going to say it. The you know, it, it, when you think about things being inequitable, you're talking about like paying what something is worth. And you think about uh, a lot of the social media arguments that have made between why women basketball players don't make more versus like 
male basketball players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I thought when I looked at it, um, there, you know, in some of the situations where I was for equal, equal equality, because I thought it was uneven. When you look at like U.S. women's soccer versus men's, the national team, and the women are just as, if not more, popular than the men's. Mm-hmm. Their draw is 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 great, and they're better, more consistently. The product is great. There's no reason that they should be making significantly less than the men. Just to, to me, just none. And they fixed that just recently. Uh, there was an article that came out that said that they struck a landmark deal to pay the women a lot more than that, what they were making, right? What you have in college is you have the, your main sports that fund all the Olympic sports. Right. Because there is just not a, there's not a huge demand for some of those Olympic sports. We love it. Uh, but prior to SUNY getting here, how much money was gymnastics bringing in? Right. They're being supported by these other sports. Now you're talking about like, what is going to be equal. Somebody is going to get left out in the cold. It's going to create a bunch of arguments and lawsuits. And it's just, man, guys, just the whole point was just let these kids go out and make deals with restaurants and anything outside the university right. to make money. That's where we were supposed to land with this. Now you're talking about the university actually paying the athletes. Right. We've been, I've always been against that. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. We literally just had an entire conversation about how we felt like the inducement situation was ridiculous and the NCAA was looking for reasons to draw the, drop the hammer on someone. And then the states were like, oh, wait a minute. You mean you're going to punish our schools for doing illegal stuff? Nah, let's make a law against it. Let's that. just make a law against it. It's just, it's not right. right. It's not right, man. Right. It's, go, it's going to, it, this could wreck college, the, the reason, college The reason why I, I'm hopeful this won't get passed, Mike, is simply because you have admit, like schools, the administration does not want this problem. And I can no. see a lot of schools pushing back on this as opposed to Missouri, where that actually gives you a bit of a competitive advantage. I can see that one passing in Missouri before this one, because this will be a, a nightmare mm-hmm. for administration. I couldn't see Alabama passing this. I could not see. I mean, uh, yeah. our governor sits on the board for both Auburn and Alabama. And, I, you know, and at both schools, they're probably going to that person and saying, there's no way in the hell you're signing this. Right. Yeah. You cannot you can't sign this. It would it would be a disaster for everybody else. And I just I don't know. I, I think let the kids go out and make money and stop penalizing them and taking their careers away for taking five dollars or, or getting a free tattoo or whatever. I've always been against that uh, uh, for that. Ending that that kind of uh, 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 what really is hypocrisy by the people who are yeah. making all the money. It's crazy. But but yeah. paying student athletes half of all the revenue 
let's just call this what it is, right? Like you you don't need a G League anymore. Right. And and and, and it, if if the G League, which uh, you know, so USFL, you know, or whatever semi pro equivalents exist out there, the G League for basketball. Whoever is a part of these organizations should be fighting this tooth and nail because that will signal the end of their semi-pro league. Like, why would a kid right. do that? Like, why? Like, I, I guess the only benefit for them doing that sort of thing would be I don't have to go to school, right? Like, if I don't want to keep up with the grades and stuff, I could just go to this league, right? Because right. I can't meet. But like, you can, you, can you, get you just, you're, you're, but the problem is you're diluting the pool of talent. So now you still don't know if this kid's any good. And so, like, yeah. what's the what's the the way that that kid has a path to get to the professional leagues? So, if they can't make the grades, they're not going to play against high caliber talent, and they're just going to be left to hope somebody takes a flyer on. Like, it's just it it becomes ridiculous at that point in time, man. Where like leagues like that need to be fighting tooth and nail to say, nah, this is not happening. Yeah, and then the effect on the student athlete, right? You're talking about giving a kids a bunch of kids a bunch of money that is definitely going to make a lot of them jerks they're already but i'm just saying like, but i'm just saying like right, in the right. current nil system they're already <laughs> bartering behind the scenes and saying this is what i'm worth this is what it's going to take to get me to your school you basically just open the floodgates to say yeah that's exactly what we're going to allow yeah you. i just I mean, don't you think... you look at what some of these schools are pulling in and you look at what they're they're like what they're making annually. Like Half you, the you, money? you talk you talk about you talk about creating a bigger gap between the has and have nots. Like I'm I'm thinking of staying home, but I can go over to USC or Alabama or Texas and get half of yeah, what they're bringing yeah, in. Yeah, if the top thirty schools are paying their athletes, right? Then I mean, you might as well just think about a college salary cap. There are all kinds yeah. of things that you have to put headed. in place, yeah, to to yeah. keep it to keep it competitive because it's going to make this non-competitive. And, and I'm telling you, what's going to happen is is that being a coach of a kid that's making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year is going to be a nightmare for some of these coaches. They already talk about it at the at the pro level a lot. Yeah, the average NBA player makes more than their coach. A lot of them make more than their coach. Maybe average is a little extreme, but like a lot of them make more than their coach makes. And you can't make these adults do anything. All you can do is threaten their money. Yeah, and that, but, but you know what? The more I think about how adamantly Nick Saban has been protesting against the direction NIL goes, it's because of that, right? It's because there. of this. Yeah. yeah we're gonna he end was up like, here. he's like, I, I, I just, I, I left the NFL to not have to deal with diva attitudes. I'm not coming to college. He, he came to college where he felt like he had leverage to get rid of divas. It's like, I'm going to get the best guys because of the program I'm at, but I don't have to deal with divas. I'll just replace you. You can't do that in the NFL. There's contracts involved. There's a bunch of other people who are calling the shots on what gets to happen. He didn't have autonomy like he wanted to. You're removing the autonomy of the college coach to be able to put their programs together when you start making it about money with these kids. Right. And now I'll tell you what else will happen is uh, to get control back, you're going to see academic standards and things of that nature being enforced very strictly so that the coaches can get some of this under control. And then these con- these employment contracts, because that's what they're going to be, 
are right. going to be based on, they're going to be stipulations about you have to main, you know, they're already stipulations to keep your scholarship. But if we're paying you, we're going to put other stipulations in place. And to they're make probably sure going to start removing scholarship you. stuff then. Yeah. Just like, yeah. why, do, why, why am I paying for your, for your education, education and, right. and your right. salary? Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it really right. just boils down to this is bad. And it opens up a can of worms that these people who are thinking about passing these laws have no plan to deal with. I promise you, most of these people have not thought this far down the road about this. Yeah, I, I'm just waiting for the first labor dispute and 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 university to get sued by some player. Yeah, it's sure. it's just gonna it's gonna be a nightmare. I, again, sure. all about kids getting money. I am. I'm all about them being able to go out and profit on their name. If you're talking about the universities paying the athletes, this this will have a net negative effect on pro sports as well too. Yeah, it will. You're going to see yeah. more kids bust out at the college level and not make it pro because they were focused on money yeah. and you remove the motivation. It's already a problem at the pro level. How many times have we seen a guy at the pro level sign a big contract Cash and then out. immediately flop the next year? <laughs> right. It happens all the time. He got his money and now he sucks. So uh, I, don't, I don't know. I always felt like I'm a little old school ended. I think that... The motivation to make it out of your situation is what drives a lot of these kids. And uh, so I'm about, I think once you get to college, you shouldn't still have to struggle. But this is something else. This is about college kids making more than people who are going to school to get degrees. And it, it like, before think about they get out of college. Think about like the, the Addison situation in Pittsburgh right now, right? Like Litnikoff winning wide receiver is just going to transfer from your school. Like, you have no say in this, right? Like, he just decides, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I mean, are, are we going to get to the place where we're going to have, like, not transfer portal anymore? Like, we're going to have, t- we're going to trade players, right? Like, we have to get some sort of compensation back because we've been paying this guy on a contract basis. So, like, we need to be compensated if he leaves our school because of whatever, like I just, it's it's gonna be insane, dude. It's gonna be insane. Yeah. yeah. If you have pretty much told the NCAA, "Nah, we got this," then how can the NCAA do anything about tampering? Because now that becomes nah. an issue. Because as a they coach, can't. you can say, "Hey, um, our players are eating pretty good. I know you're, I you know you playing well over at Pitt, mm-hmm. or you playing well over whatever, but." See what our players are making, so yeah, that, that they they can actually like you can you can you got you say there's a problem with tampering now. It yeah. would be all out wide open with coaches. But that 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 was my point earlier about them not they they have no enforcement teeth if this passed everywhere, and it should be the end of the NCAA. And a lot of people hate the NCAA for a lot of reasons. But what will happen if you don't have one body governing everything? Is right. that peep, everybody everywhere is just going to make it up. And the product that is college sports is going to be extremely watered down. And I'm not saying it's going to die, but it's... Don't be what that's, we know it'll be. Yeah, it's, you know what's funny is, is that this, I've been watching the playoffs this year, the NBA playoffs a lot. Uh, me and, and our girl Brandy Mack have been uh, putting some some props down on 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 things and the more I watch the games, the more I realize like inconsistency is bad in anything. 
if we can agree, just having inconsistent rules from one thing to another is bad. And I'm watching, and the officiating made the in, makes the NBA playoffs really hard to watch sometimes. Because we have a rule, but everybody enforces it differently. What's a foul? What's not a foul? Mm-hmm. And I get frustrated watching it because I'm just from play to play. You know, with the technology that we have, there should be no play where a ball gets hit out of bounds, and we don't know who touched it last. Very little, if any. And I watched the game where clearly one team hit it out, and they called it wrong. But because of the stupid rules, there wasn't an automatic review triggered. And what we're going with 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 college football is 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 that you're going to have all these inconsistencies all over the place. Everybody handling it differently, and it's going to be fair to some, not fair to others, and extremely unfair to a lot of people. So. They've got to get this under control, man. This is, this is like I'm starting to get concerned that this is going to get out of control and destroy college sports as we know it. This was never supposed to be pay for play. This, what you're talking about here, Caesar, is exactly that. Yeah. It is pay for play. Come here and get paid. Yikes, man. That's amateur scary. athletics is done. <laughs> it's done. It's not amateur anymore. It's, it's a mini pro league that will end up being. Uh, uh, because the people who control the money are definitely going to push back, and when they do, you're going to it could get it could get worse than what it was. Those people have money and influence, and, and when they lobby, that's what their money goes to. You pay money to lobbyists, the people who have influences, yeah. to influence how, what laws get passed. Yeah, right. And what you're going to see is that money is going to start speaking up for itself. The people with the money are going to start speaking up and they're going to start lobbying, you know, legislatures to, you know, undo whatever is going to be done. And, and some of these states are not going to care what other states pass. I'm telling you that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't sure. think Alabama is going to care that Missouri or California passed the law that says that their athletes can get paid. As a matter of fact, our first version of our NIL bill they had to throw it out because it was stricter than what the NCAA had in place. So they could, they tried to get it right and they, and they were too strict. So this is already hard. Just don't make it impossible. You start, if you start splitting athletic department revenue with athletes, you're going to make it impossible to govern and control. I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to tell these kids to do anything. Right. It's already hard, man, for some of these coaches trying to get kids into, I mean, and I'll tell you what, um, that world that we're thinking, that potential hypothetical world we're talking about under Gus is a complete disaster. I'll tell you that right now. It's a complete disaster. He loses control of that team completely. I'll die on that hill. Now, under a disciplinarian like Harson, um, you know, it's not that Gus didn't, didn't discipline kids, but, you know, under somebody who I feel like is more straight-edged when it comes to that stuff, um, he's not against, he's never been against, there was a narrative that he was against NIL. He was never against NIL. It's these other things that coaches have to worry about that he is th- probably thinking, how am I going to run a team with a bunch of millionaires? <laughs> a bunch of kids. 
even you, giving them hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm telling you, is a problem. I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I was going to say, you ain't got to say million, just thousandaires, and they'll lose their mind. Oh, my God. Before they've developed enough maturity, that the NFL invests extreme resources into their rookie symposium to give financial information to all these 20-something-year-olds who have suddenly become millionaires. Because they understand to keep their products good, they have to be able to exert some kind of influence off the field. You're about to get a bunch of money. That's why when you go through the NFL draft process, if you're going to be a first-round pick, they dig into every area of your life. Because before they give you millions of dollars, they want to be able to know what you're going to do with it. If I give you a million dollars now, what's the first thing you're going to go do? Are you going to go to the strip club and start making it rain? College programs don't have the resources to even begin to do that. Oh, no. Right? Right? So you're going to give this kid more money than he's ever seen in his life. And at the very least, there would have to be parameters around it. But I'm telling you, like, if you had given me, Caesar, in college, like, 20 grand my first semester, I'd have flunked out of Auburn by semester three. Because I, I can't, you know, if you know me, I, like, I came from a, a, a pretty conservative household. And I was just, like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't drink my first two years in college. All my friends were like, how the hell is Mike going to all these parties sober? I was just happy to be out. <laughs> I was just like, yo. We, and my sister, my sister was so funny. She'd be like, Mike, we, you can go to Disneyland tomorrow and nobody will say anything to you. Like, your destiny is your own. And even that was a lot to manage for me out from under my parents' shell. And I had to learn how to navigate that. But one of the restrictions on what I could do was how much money I had. <laughs> I didn't have unlimited resources to go nuts. So at some point, the money ran out, and I was like, I need to go home and maybe try a book or study. Or, <laughs> you know, yeah. The, I, the, can't dr- I can't drink all my, my cash away. Ooh, the devious things me and a certain roommate you and I shared might do. He had $20,000. And you guys are, are great. Some of the greatest people I've ever known. Responsible <laughs> and, you know, do what we had to do. But I just can't imagine. I don't think it, I, even for myself, I don't even think that that would have been a good idea. So yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, if you're going to do this, you have to provide the resources to support and make sure that these kids do what they need to do. Because, I mean, uh, 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 getting a bunch of money doesn't suddenly change who you are, where you came from or what you know. It just doesn't. And that's supposed to be part of the college journey. And I'm worried that they're going to ruin that. You are now, now listening to, listening to-